Hello, this is Tammy, your host of the Honest Conversations podcast. Welcome to episode six. I am joined today with a very special guest, and we will be talking about the fear of change. And I want to say thank you for choosing to listen to my podcast. Your support means everything to me, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Today, I am joined with a guest, Sierra, and I will let her introduce herself in a second. Um, But on today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the fear of change and why people tend to get stuck in life. Um, So to introduce our guest, Sierra, go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, guys. Uh, Thank you, Tamira, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am, yeah, my name is Sierra Robinson, and people call me C for short. Uh, Something about me is when I was growing up, I did not like the nickname Mm Cece. And I always wanted a nickname, and it wasn't until after I moved up to Orlando, graduated from college, that people started calling me C, and I was like, this is so me. So, (laughs) yeah, call me C. I love that. Um, I'm from Miami, born and raised. I moved up to Orlando about eight years ago, and I've been here since. So I'm a Florida girl all around. I currently am a confidence and mindset coach. And really, my main goal is helping people live intuitive lifestyles where they trust themselves, they trust their gut, their intuition, and they move off of that. So that's what I do. Mm-hmm. But just some fun things about me is like I'm, I'm in love with public speaking. I've been talking since I was probably like one years old. My mom is like, you were babbling before you could even fully communicate with people, but I would grab people in the store and, you know, just always trying to connect and share a message. So public speaking is my jam. Also poetry. Um, I'm a fiend for nature. I love the beach, the park, all of those things. Um, I'm, I guess my background is I'm African-American. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really even know what that means. A lot of times <laughs> I'm like, I don't know my culture, which is sad. Mm. My grandparents were picking cotton when they were growing up. So I think I have some type of African descent in me somewhere. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's me. That's what I do. That's, that's what I like. Um, yeah. Nice. Thank you. And and I will call you C instead of Sierra. <laughs> so every time I have a guest, I always like to throw in a random icebreaker question. So my question for you is, would you rather, if you had to pick one, would you rather live in a world without music or without books and why? Mm. Wow. Yeah, it's a hard one. Yeah, that took me for a loop. You told me it was going to be <laughs> random, but I, I was not guessing that. Music or a mm-hmm. <laughs> I love both music and books. Mm-hmm. I would say 
I would have to do a world without music, though, because Mm -hmm. when I think about what I've learned the most from, it's it's a lot of things that I've read, things that have really shifted my mind in a deep way. And even though music can do that, it doesn't Mm -hmm. have the depth. Right. A book has like a book can really teach a step a lot of different things that even if you had a whole album to listen to, it's only gonna inspire you or you know, drop a a line where you're like, Oh, that that Mm -hmm. and you know, but it doesn't really give you that full paradigm shift that I feel books do. So I would go with books, yeah. I agree 100%. And that, that would have been my answer as well. Um, but yeah, that's it's a tough one, though. It is. So we're going to go ahead and jump straight into the, the topic. And, you know, since we're on this topic of um, being stuck in life or about change, can you share a time when you felt stuck in life and had to make a change? Yes, I think there's been so many times where I've been stuck in life and had to make a change, so many. Mm-hmm. But the most pivotal time in my life was when I was getting ready to graduate from UCF. I was working at a school with children on the spectrum at the time, and it was part-time because I was going to school full-time, mm-hmm. but I was getting ready to take on a full-time position as a teaching assistant. And I also was in a four-year relationship with this guy that I met when I was 19. And it was just not an aligned relationship. Mm-hmm. So I felt very stuck in every sense of the way because it was like, in my personal life, I felt stuck and overwhelmed with this relationship I had been in for four years. And I knew it wasn't right from the beginning, but that part of you that wants someone that feels as though having a person is going to kind of like fix or heal certain things in you, mm-hmm. that was prominent when I got into the relationship and then being at a job that I loved my kids I just didn't feel supported and I wasn't able to have that creativity that is really a big part of who I am as a person like I love being able to creatively express myself through what I do in my work Mm -hmm. so that was something that was really tough for me because obviously you got the pressure of financial situations and it's like okay how am I going to be able to pay for this and pay for that and then also thinking about the other person in the relationship you feel bad for not wanting to be with that person anymore or Mm -hmm. you may feel that things will change you know that's what we Mm -hmm. all well maybe they'll change so it was a lot of those pressures on me that made me feel stuck But honestly, when I look back to it, it wasn't really a hard decision. Like I felt Mm -hmm. pressure and that's what kept me there for so long. But once I I was ready to make the change, I just jumped and I didn't have a backup plan. I didn't have an idea of how I was going to make money. I didn't like have an idea of how I was going to break out of the relationship. I just did it. And Mm -hmm. 
that's what's always interesting to me about when you feel stuck. It's like you'll feel stuck for so long, but then when you reach your breaking point, you just say F it and you yeah. jump. Hmm. So yeah. That's, yeah, that's very and I I like what you just said there because you know when as you were talking about the the point of feeling stuck in my head I'm like wow my gosh it, it seems like so much change to make um but in reality like you said it it really wasn't a hard decision because it, it sounds like you clearly knew these spaces that you were in were not it, it was time to it was time to make a move a shift um and then we'll get more into like that the how um of making that shift. Um, but thank you for, for sharing that. And I think a lot of people could probably relate to being in that space at some point in life. Um, when I was thinking on this question and just like you, I've also had many points in life where I had to make a change or a shift. Um, but for me, one example that stands out is with my hair. Um, and a lot of us have gone through the going natural phase and everything. Um, but for me, I now have locks and like the big shift for me was the decision to get locks, which felt, I mean, for some people might be like, okay, that's not a big deal. But for me, it was, um, it was a very scary thing, but I wasn't happy with my hair and it was actually causing me a lot of stress. Um, having to try to figure out how to style my hair at times. And then it was a lot of emotional distress with days where I wasn't happy with it. Um, and coming to this, like, I knew I needed to make a change and doing like the research and going through the emotional process of making the decision. Um, but once I shifted to the other side, it's like one of the best changes I ever made in my life. And I realized how much stress hair was causing me for so many years um, looking on the other side. So um, that was one major shift for me where I had to make a change. I love that. <laughs> I resonate with that because I grew up with a mom who was and still is a hairstylist. So mm. I got a perm at three mm -hmm. and I never had to worry about taking care of my own hair. I was very spoiled in that sense. So when I came to college, it was a big shock. And I still am struggling in that area just because I never learned how to take care of my hair. And I'm always so consumed with so many other things that I really, my hair comes last in a lot of senses. Like I'll just down my hair on a wig and forget about it. Mm -hmm. but it really is something you have to be conscious about and be intentional about taking care of. So I love that. And I've thought about getting locks myself. Mm -hmm. So I love that you shared that because that kind of put a, a fire under me. It was like igniting that decision making within that space because I'll think about it and then kind of let it go. Yeah. But it kind of just re reignited that flame of like get it together are you gonna <laughs> you're gonna lock up are you gonna hear some more or what are you gonna do right right good and and I'm a, a big proponent for locks so I definitely support that if you want to go in that decision <laughs> yes so um 
this, you know, kind of brings me to like, what, what is the, what do you think keeps people stuck? Like we clearly recognize areas of our life that are just not working or that we're not happy, but a lot of us stay in those situations. So what do you think keeps people stuck in life? So the obvious thing is fear that mm-hmm. everybody is afraid but what I believe is the deeper thing it comes down to a lack of knowledge and a lack of representation when it comes to change and moving through life in a healthy way like when we look around most people are stuck when we look mm. around most people are just doing what they can to get by instead of doing what they want to do and stepping out of things that don't serve them. There is so people that we can look around and see for representation of, oh, I hate my job, but I'm still going to go. We have so many examples of people that are like, I hate this relationship, but I'm still going to stay in the relationship. Mm -hmm. I think it's one of those things where it becomes normal because Mm -hmm. everybody is doing it and that fear and then looking around to everyone else that's doing the same things, it just makes it so easy to stay in in spaces longer than we should. Mm. Yeah, that is, um, that's a really good point. And I didn't even think about it like that. Um, some things that I... I think about because um, as a as a therapist, you know, I, I see this a lot and, and I know you see this a lot in your work as well. And I think some of the fear can also be just the the unknown of the other side. You know, is this is it going to work out? Is this going to turn out good? Um, there's a lack. There's a sense of like not being in control when we make changes that are you know that we don't know what what is going to turn out even though like our current life but we know how to do it we know how to navigate it because we've been doing it even though we're unhappy and then making a big change is like whoa I can't even like envision this um and even when you were saying with lack of representation for some people it's you know it's also this I haven't seen people successfully right. do this thing, you know, or like people that look like them or people from their community, they haven't mm-hmm. seen successfully do it. So it's so there's that fear. Go it's ahead. So true. I was just agreeing with you that it's so true. It's, it's being looking around and not knowing anybody that's done something mm-hmm that you're thinking about doing. And then when you ask, I was just talking about this on Instagram. We often, we often ask our friends and family for advice about things that they have no knowledge on. Yeah. So then now they're making you feel discouraged in your decision that was given to you by something bigger than you. When we have Mm. ideas, it's a force that is way greater than we could ever think of. And it's trying to speak through us. It wants to be represented into the real world. So we look to people that have no knowledge about these things that we're trying to do. It's very discouraging. And you said something about uh, not knowing how it looks on the other side. That's because that's why I really advocate for trusting yourself. Mm. You have to trust that 
it doesn't matter if you don't know what's, what it's going to look like on the other side. You know that you're going to make whatever you need happen to take care of yourself. Yeah. And I think that this world and especially the U.S. has gotten us used to depending on somebody else for our security or mm. our safety. And that's why we're so afraid of stepping out of certain things. Oh, I don't want to stop doing this because then I'm going to lose that security, whether it's somebody that's on welfare. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it feels secure, but it's also not allowing you to grow and reach a new level right if you trust yourself you could maybe overcome and and step into new things that you never thought you could so I think trusting that at the end of the day you're gonna always be taken care of just because of the fact that you know that you're gonna make things happen like under pressure most of us make some some crazy stuff happen yeah yeah and the facts are in in the past. Like, if you look at any situation you've been in where you thought, oh, my gosh, I don't know how this is going to go, you overcame it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I like to remind myself of when fear is, like, holding me. I tell myself, like, I was living before this, you know what, and I'm going to live after them. Right. Living before this job, and I'm going to live after it. And when you feel that, it's powerful. Mm-hmm. Super hmm. Right, right. And I, I like that perspective of, you know, yes, this is this is comfortable, but it's also holding you back from from exceeding. And when you look at it like that, it's like, okay, well, no, we, we need to make some changes. We can't stay here. Um I think um and, and kind of what you were saying about like we tend to find comfort in in people. Um, and I, I think that can also be part of what keeps people stuck is like the fear of losing relationships because sometimes change, um, whether it be like an actual relationship or um, making some type of advancement in your life can change the relationships around you. And sometimes people are used to seeing you in a certain place in life and they're comfortable with that. And then when you break out of that, it can ruffle feathers and sometimes people are afraid of, of losing, you know, their relationships. So they stay, they stay small um, yes. so they can fit in. That's a huge one. A lot of people are feeling ashamed, overwhelmed, feeling like they don't deserve to shine their light because other people are afraid of that, of, mm. of in their own light so I agree with that 100% and I think what I like to because everything that I help people through is stuff that I have to do with myself so mm-hmm. every time I'm thinking about a relationship that I'm going to lose I had a mentor this is the most recent relationship I had to step away from I had a mentor loved him to death the things he taught me were amazing but it came to a point where it was time for me to separate. And something that I'm learning is not to villainize people and not to make it such a, a traumatic experience because 
oftentimes when it's time to move away from a person, we make it seem like, oh, they're not good enough or they're not doing this and they're not right. doing that's why I have to move on. And it's like, no, they're just at a different point. Everything's about alignment. Yes. And it can be tough when you're trying to make everything align with you. Some things are going to align and then some things can align for a little bit and then they're out of alignment at a certain mm-hmm. point. That's okay. So I try to really flow with life and take the path of least resistance and understand that at the end of the day, I always want to be in relationships, in business, in just everything that I'm doing in my life. I want it to be aligned. And when I feel that a space is no longer aligned, I want to trust myself to move out of that space in the most healthy way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we, we hear a lot and we talk a lot about like the fear of failure as to why people don't make change but there's also sometimes a fear of success so can you talk a little bit about the fear of success and why this could also keep somebody stuck yes I think the fear of success and the fear of failure play into each other I think a lot of people that are stuck because of the fear of failure are stuck because of the fear of success I don't think it's one or the other in any you're afraid of of failing but you're also afraid of succeeding so you stay in the middle and you stay Mm. stuck you still are failing in a sense which is interesting but I think when it comes to the fear of success success takes a lot of sacrifice it takes a lot of commitments and it takes that trust in yourself like a lot of us are saying we want to commit to something that we don't show up in your mind you yourself you keep record so you Mm. start to pay attention to all the times that you said you want to do this thing and then you didn't fall through with it so you think about success and then you start looking into what does this really look like in real time you start thinking wow I don't think I'm going to be able to fall through with that I don't Mm. think it's possible for me to make this happen and I think that's what gets people feeling that fear in in a sense when it comes to success because it's like I don't know if I'll be able to make this happen I ask a lot of my clients when we're talking about their vision to think big a lot of them can't see that big for themselves so then Mm -hmm. when I dive into that a lot of people have told me oh, I don't, I just want to live a, a comfortable life. And I just, I'm okay with just having this. But then when we dive more into that, I'm asking questions like, okay, so imagine a person comes up to you and says, I have this million dollar home for you, a yacht, a private plane, and I'm just going to give it to you. There's no strings attached. There's nothing. Would you take it? Hmm. Of they say yes and then I ask them okay so is it that you don't want that lifestyle or is it that you don't trust yourself to provide that lifestyle for yourself mm. and it's usually the second because it's easy when you know that's why people play the lottery, the lottery all the time when yeah. you know that it's just going to be given oh I just got to go and put my little ticket in that's it it feels so much more doable but when you start thinking about what it really takes to provide for yourself in a high caliber manner, not survive, but thrive, it can be very discouraging, especially when you 
haven't, once again, seen that representation. You don't know anybody that's doing these things. I, I, and I'm kind of like going on a tangent right now, but I'm obsessed with understanding this because I have that fear of success. I have that fear of mm-hmm. It comes up a lot in my life and I have to show up for myself to show myself, no, I can make this happen. Mm-hmm. The thing that I've learned to do is find people that are already doing the things that I want to do, even yeah. if it's the next level, because when you see a person in real time doing these things, you can break it down and simplify it. Like I'm big on simplifying. Yes. Every, go step one, step two, step three, step four, because then you focus on step one and then you lead into step two instead of looking at step four mm-hmm. and that overwhelms you to the point where you don't even take step one. Right. So I think that that's helpful when it comes to overcoming that fear find people that are doing these things but then on top of that simplify everything in your life what's the first step take towards this goal that you have in mind and take it and then figure out the next step afterwards exactly yes and so just kind of like demystifying this whole process of of success yes i think um to kind of add to that and even like what you were saying with the the people that you've worked with and not being able to like envision have like a big vision for themselves um I think imposter syndrome can kind of play into that um also like not feeling deserving of success for whatever reason but sometimes people do have a fear of of leaving this life that they're used to living because it's normalized um so I think there can be, it could get very deep, the fear of success, but I also, I relate to it as well in my own life. And it's something that I've been progressively working out of and I still have more work to do. Um, but yeah, thank you for that, that perspective on that. So what are the signs that someone needs to make a change? Like, how do we know we need to make a shift? There's so many signs. There's so many signs. I think your gut tells you a lot of the times you know something is off. You know something doesn't feel right. That's where that trusting your intuition comes in. But also feeling like you're going through the motions. Mm. There's a a zombie-like state that comes with doing things that are not working. And I've experienced that that was one of the motivators for me making the big shift that I did three years ago, stepping away from the job and the relationship because I was running on autopilot Hmm. and that's not living. Living is being an active participator in your life, not just being hit by life back and forth. Mm -hmm. Whenever you're feeling like you're a victim to life and you don't have control, things are just happening to you. Um, where you feel like you're afraid to make a change in a certain area that your gut and your intuition is telling you that, that that is a clear sign that it's time for something different. And, you know, there's it's, it's time to up level. There's a, ne- there's a next level because sometimes you don't feel it in the beginning and mm-hmm. that have been an alignment for you to step out of the level 
were, but now it's time for the next level. Hmm. Yes. So that, that feeling of just being on autopilot can be a, a big indicator that we yes. need to change. Being a victim, At, autopilot, mm-hmm. both of those. Mm-hmm. I know if, um, just from my own personal experience, something for me was when I started to feel like I was losing my like true self, like where I was not showing up as my true self anymore. And that was an indicator for change. So even like with jobs, um, feeling like, uh, yes, the autopilot, but also like my, um, my creativity is feeling very like clouded or not being able to shine through or I'm not being myself at work. Um, even in relationships, that's usually an indicator that I need to make a shift when I feel like I'm not being my authentic um, self. There's a part of myself that is being lost in this space um, can also be a, a sign. How do we actually know when we're living at our full potential? That's a really good question. I don't think we ever reach a point of living at our full potential. In my opinion, I think it's one of those things where it's just a journey and you're all, there's always a new level. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter where you get something that was in alignment. Once you step into that space and you dominate it, it's another level. So I think stepping into your full potential or living in your full potential is more so a goal than a destination or a long journey than a destination. But I will say just knowing that you're in alignment and that you're on your path, a good sign of that is feeling lit up by your life. Like not feeling like you're in autopilot, feeling like you have power, knowing your power, feeling your power, knowing that, oh, this isn't serving me. Okay. I'm going to shift it up. I'm going to challenge myself. I'm going to shake some stuff up. And knowing that that's possible for you, feeling in control of your life, I think is a big indicator. And also feeling like you're impacting people, like you're a mm-hmm. part of something bigger than you. And it it fills your cup up when you're doing it. Like not just you're making a lot of money, but you're making other people's lives better in the process of also making your own life better. And you feel that satisfaction you feel that happiness you feel that it may not be in every second every moment because we all go through different emotions but when you think about an overall look at your life you know I feel happy satisfied powerful uplifted I feel all of those things more than I feel like low drained diminished scared Mm -hmm. You know, I think those are some of the indicators like, yeah, you're doing it. You're, you're actually living life. You're not just existing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I love uh, what you were first saying about our full potential. It's, it's not a place that we arrive at, but it's an ongoing journey that may look different at different points in our life. Um, so I think that's a really great way of of looking at it. For those who are listening who may be in this space of feeling stuck, 
What advice would you give to those people? So I would definitely say challenge yourself. Start looking at life more as a game than taking everything so serious and feeling as though your current circumstances and your current reality is the end all be all. And I know it's so much easier said than done, but I think that's the simplest part to start in. Start making things more light and more fun in your life and challenging yourself. So when you see that you're feeling that feeling of being stuck, challenge yourself say okay I know I'm afraid I know that you know I don't advocate for ignoring fear or trying to get rid of fear fear is gonna always be present but challenge yourself to do it anyway Mm -hmm. that's when you can really start to see your power and that's what ignites confidence that's what creates confidence confidence is not knowing everything and having it all figured out confidence is showing up taking steps and doing things even though you're scared even Mm -hmm. you don't know what's going to happen and that's what I would say to a lot of people challenge yourself do not keep doing the same things you're doing because at the end of the day you know the results that it's giving you and you have to decide that you want something different, even if you don't know what that looks like. And it's going to come from you trying a whole bunch of different things and then seeing what works, what aligns, what makes you feel alive. Um, I think that's what I would tell anybody that's feeling stuck. Challenge yourself. Yes, yes. And my um, thoughts on that question kind of in this see talked about uh, this earlier about taking small steps. So not looking at this end thing that you want to arrive at, but what's the beginning? Maybe that means I'm just doing some research. Maybe I'm reading a book on whatever the changes that I want to make, talking to people who are in those spaces and then making just those small steps. And as you continue, when you get that momentum, of taking steps, then it kind of leads to the change ultimately. And, and I think also reframing our thinking, because I think a lot of times we automatically think of what could go wrong or the fear, um, but maybe reframing it to more of how this could go right. Um, it had, Actually, I just thought of like, I, I watched the show P-Valley. I don't know if you've seen it before. Um, yeah, so there was a, a scene um, with, and I, the names of all the characters are completely escaping me right now, but there was a scene where one of the dancers, she was um, teaching, she was talking to another woman about, you know, this is how you do certain tricks on the pole and blah, blah, blah. And um, the other, the woman, she was like, oh, I, I could never do that. What if, like, what if I fall? And then she said, you know, well, what if you fly? And I think that's sometimes the mindset that we need to have towards the changes we want to make in life. See, thank you so much for, you know, joining me for this topic and just dropping all these gems. And 
can you share a little bit about like how people, if they want to connect with you, they want to utilize their, your services, how can they um, get in contact with you? Yes. So I'm mostly active on Instagram. If you guys want to follow me, it is ci.marieE. And you can click the link in my bio. It has a lot of different things that I'm offering at the time. So I'm usually doing some type of workshop or I have one-on-one programs with Intuitive Living. That's the name of my program, teaching people how to really trust and tap into their inner power to make moves and to make changes in their life. So if any of this stuff sounded interesting, just reach out to me. Even if you just DM me, I know it can be scary sometimes reaching out to people um, for help. It, it kind of feels like you don't have it figured out and that's okay. So even if you just want to follow me, message me on Instagram, I'll definitely connect with you and we can just chat. Awesome. Thank you, C. And I want to second um, that even if Y'all just want to just following her Instagram because there's a lot of she does a lot of great posts, a lot of inspirational posts. Um, so even if you're not looking to seek services, I think she's just a great has a great page to just follow just for inspiration. Um, so thank you again. See. Well, thank you. I really. <laughs> much. This is probably like one of my favorite things to do. So I appreciate you having me. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Please like, share, and subscribe to support the podcast. And stay tuned for future episodes.